Jeez. Uh, uh, mm. What do you know about pole vaulting? Can we do pole vaulting? Sure. How do you know? She told me she loves me. But how do you know? Cause she really lies. How do you know? Don't push and don't shove me. Hi, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, it's the Cabocron, the Cable Krogler, Catherine Kogert. I have so much to say about what just happened. <laughs> Please. Uh, actually, it's a two-parter. Okay. Uh, a, is that your, your new catchphrase? Hi, is that our new catchphrase? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, just trying it out. Um, <laughs> as always, at the end of the year, the listeners will have an op- opportunity to vote on their favorite catchphrase. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Contenders so far include hi, hello, <laughs> um, oh, oh boy, uh, you know, all the classics. I think we had a cuckoo chew or something in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the walrus anyway. I don't know about you. I've, I'm definitely not the walrus. No. Uh, part B. Boy, that so this is this is why none of those Beatles had to go to solo careers because they were doing songs like "I Am Not the Walrus." <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, part B to that intro is: Could you say what you called me in um, normal person intonation? I believe it was Cablacron. Cablacron. I, I think so. Does that mean we'll have anything? To play back the tape. Um. I mean, it's okay if it, it, it kind of goes with it. It, 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 it runs on the uh, cuh, cuh alliteration of okay. your name, which, which to me is the funny. defining feature of your name. Yeah, yeah K sounds like the funniest. Yeah, um, that's why everybody likes those hooded guys. I like it. Guys, I like it. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it, it makes you seem almost like a uh, fantasy novel esque uh, evil evil queen of some sort, and sitting on a far throne. A pyramid throne. A pyramid throne, exactly. The best kind of throne. <laughs> Do you think, would that be a, a four-sided pyramid or a three-sided pyramid? Uh, I think I'm worth four sides. Yeah. No, you are. Thank you. Uh, treat yourself. Also, I think four-sided pyramids are easier to construct because you have more 90-degree angles. Huh. I would buy that. Yeah. And also, I just, I do not like the aesthetic of a three-sided pyramid. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It just feels like a waste of space to you. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you know everything else, we ninety degrees are so easy to construct, as you said. Yeah. That most of the rest of our world divides into sort of grids, mm-hmm. and having this like weird three-sided pyramid just leaves you with all this extra space it that really is does. not being used. No, it totally does. You know, but like, what if you had a society where, uh, what is that? It's not one hundred and twenty. One hundred twenty minus eighty, or one hundred eighty. Is that 60? 60, 60 degree angles. 60. Yeah. yeah. Okay, equilateral triangle. Equilateral. I found that out in the most complicated way possible. <laughs> well, that's that's how you know how smart you are, is you're getting you're getting to basic <laughs> concepts from first principles. You have to loop it back around through quantum mechanics. Uh, anyway. Yeah, what if you had a society where, for some reason, 60 degree angles were really, really good? They would look at our four-sided pyramid and be like, what, what are you doing? That's a waste of space. Maybe. Um, so, first off, you're suggesting a world in which 60-degree uh, angles are the easiest to cut, yes. right? That's what you're saying? Yes. That's a very strange world, and I'm having trouble conceptualizing it. So, like, all, all materials basically work on, like, honeycombs. 
I, it would definitely be non-Euclidean, wouldn't it? Would it? I, I don't. What does non-Euclidean really mean? I don't know. I, it's H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I get. I hear that bandied about a lot, but I'm not totally positive. Yeah, I, we'll find I think out. it's like envisioning a tesseract. You only got it for like a second, and then it goes. And then it's gone. Yeah. So the second thing about the 60-degree triangle deal, though, is I feel like the secondary reason I don't like a a um, triangle-based pyramid is that, uh, for the same reason I don't like three-tined forks, is that it just doesn't seem quite complete to have only a set of three. It's like you're doing the bare minimum, you know? Like so, th- yeah. so that's not an angle argument. That's that's a numerology argument, which of course is the strongest of arguments. No, I think the numerology argument prefers three because three is a a more culturally significant number. For us. Let me be clear: when I said numerology, I don't mean numerology with a capital N. <laughs> I mean my own sense of numerology. Oh, okay, your personal numerology, yeah. in which my you personal, give all of the. Which we all have. Hey, I have a question. Yes. When you were learning to count, did you ever like maybe give the numbers personalities so you could remember them better? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, I mean, you know, this is like a thing that happens, cool. I think. I think it's yeah. a very common thing that people do. I think it, it represents a break in the way brains work, honestly. <laughs> really? <laughs> Everything has to have a personality. I think we're it's just one, it's, lonely. I think it's, <laughs> oh. What do you think about this? I, I saw recently someone uh, wrote that loneliness isn't about missing people. It's about not being able to take comfort in knowledge. And I thought that was probably the sort of thing only, like, a loner would write. Yeah. I I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like yeah, I need I some know. examples. Oh, he didn't offer any. It was a tweet. Well, <laughs> that's the problem with tweets. You need supporting tweets. Oh, backup tweets. Wow. That's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> um, so speaking of tweets, uh, we're continuing Athletics Month this week. And we are talking about the pole vault. I think we've covered everything about pole vaulting so far. Yeah, it's pretty much all triangles and numerology. (laughs) Well, it isn't everything when you get down to it. Yeah. Or or cosmetology. Or with a lowercase n. Uh, Well, one feeds into the other, I guess. Mm. Mm. It's like one person's lowercase n numerology became, they wrote a book about it and then it became a capital and oh 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 do you think their their brand got devalued that way though like uh like google i think this a is Kleenex? a chicken and the egg argument hmm okay so which came first the google or the google plex <laughs> the google plex definitely came first because i Did read it? about it in a book about like the top 100 most funny sounding words or something <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did love the word Googleplex when I was a kid. Yeah, it was such a fun. Well, be, so the other thing was, um, now uh, you don't you don't have any siblings, but perhaps you you bickered with uh, other children your age. I don't know. I, I I get the sense of you basically just reading fantasy novels in your room all day. That's yeah. That's about right. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did well. I didn't. I didn't read. Mostly, I just played video games. But uh, but when I had opportunity to bicker with my sister. Um, Oh, I'm trying to piece it together now. We would like, we'd say like something. I, I love how when you're a kid, like just calling someone stupid is like, oh no, that means I'm stupid. Yes. And then, so the defense was like, oh no, I have a shield, which means that you can't call me that. And then, and then we like, oh, well I have a, uh, you know, a reflective double shield and then, oh, and then, so we went back and forth with this up until you know, Googleplex. And that's why we use that number a lot because we, it was the biggest number we knew. 
And uh, so, yeah, I remember having a lot of Googleplex number of shields around me. And Googleplex plus one and Googleplex plus two. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I once you get to plus three, nobody's listening anymore. That's what I've noticed in little kid debates. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I feel like that's a real lesson to be learned, really, about your adult life um, and how to interact with others is eventually you're just going to lose their attention. And it's important to grab people. Like, you know, let's say you're running a meeting. You you need to get out there and you need to say what you have to say. And as soon as you start to drill into details, people zone out. They oh, look it's at their... really true. Yeah, it's... exactly. Never get to plus three in a meeting. Never get to plus three in a meeting. Lesson one. So we'll be right back on the Doom to Fail podcast for lesson two about pole vaulting. <laughs> that was lesson one about pole vaulting. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Never get to plus three. Okay, we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about pole vaulting. Pole vaulting. So, uh, what do you know about pole vaulting, Catherine? I, okay, so I have this vague recollection that maybe my ex-boyfriend was a pole vaulter. How tall was he? Very short. Mm. But he had, like, a lot of upper upper body muscles because he was definitely a wrestler. More than usual, huh? (laughs) Yeah, more than usual. (laughs) It's like all these weird flapnoids and dewlockles. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he showed me this video of him wrestling in high school. <laughs> uh, I hate this guy, but go on. Well, you know, I... Not not for personal reasons, just because it's weird to be like, hey, check out some YouTubes of me wrestling five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird. Uh, but it was like his crowning moment or something, and I was watching mm-hmm. it, and honestly, it was... I'm sorry, but it's like the gayest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, hi, hi, real wrestling. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I've never watched Olympic wrestling. Competitive I feel like it's just not wrestling is like super gay. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> crazy. I remember I had a friend who was a big wrestler in high school, and he was like teaching me like, oh, here's how you do it, and like it's so like just. I think they decided okay, so it's gonna be a little like. It's 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 open for people making homoerotic comments, which is exactly what high school boys like to do, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. Because right. basically, you just got two guys not wearing much because you know, I mean, just it gets the flexibility in your way. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're just like on each other, so it's already right for that. I think our solution here is to go into the crevasse and just make it as crazy, as, so so that it seems lazy to make gay jokes. I think that's yeah what they're doing. Um, because like you have to pick like up or down position when you start. It's all like oh well, uh, forget it. I mean, and, and we should say <laughs> it makes here. you uncomfortable just talking about it. Not because there's anything wrong with being gay, just because you know that you're being so lazy talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just uh forget the oh forget it. But you think he was a pole vaulter? I think he might have also tried pole vaulting, but I don't know. Well, maybe. I mean, it takes some upper body strength, but you also need to be fairly light. Although I guess as a wrestler, you also there's value in being as as light as possible while still being strong. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. Did you ever have you uh, have you ever tried it or something like it? I think I did try it. I don't have any like I've never done a pull up in my life. Mm. So I don't think did, I. Did you have to do um 
like a hang, like an overhead hang for like a presidential fitness test or something I like that? I think so, yes. Wow. I feel like that's like, I don't know. Oh, you just got to, I feel like girls should have to do a pull up. But I suppose when you're a no, kid, if it's you hard can't, to do anything. I mean, there was like, try and do a pull up. And if you can't, just hang. Oh, I see. Does hanging, does hanging take muscle? I mean, I guess you have the grip. Yeah, there's the gripping muscles. That's yeah. it. Yeah. The most most valuable of muscles. <laughs> I mean, to some extent, I guess. But so so you think you... Um, I was worried you were going to make a crass joke about, for a lady. Mm, no, I, I don't do that. That's lazy. All I do is dance around gay jokes and try not to make them because, come on. It's come so lazy. On. When are... Yeah. And also, like, just... We're all just people. <sighs> I, I'm um, just saying, objectively looking at it, it looked really gay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it looking gay. But it did look really gay. And he was, here, of my boyfriends, the most homophobic. Not that homophobic, but of, like, on the spectrum of homophobia. <laughs> so, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Let's just say we were to take all boyfriends. Yes. Um, all oh, boyfriends sorry, that all- have ever been had. All possible boyfriends. All possible That's, boyfriends. Yeah, so okay. th- that is the majority of, of, of men. Um, <laughs> it leaves out some. Um, Poor Some bastards. just aren't boyfriend material. They just aren't. And they're going to have to accept that. It's yeah. true. Um, so on that spectrum, mm-hmm. where would you say the little band of boyfriends Catherine has had falls? Like, is it... I mean, it's it's presumably mostly on the less homophobic side. Yes, it's definitely on the less homophobic side. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, definitely, definitely in the top seventy-five percentile. I okay. would say. Talk to me about distribution. Now, <laughs> is it like, is it like taking up all of that seventy-fifth percentile, or is it probably just a few percentile? I don't think so. I mean, some of these boyfriends, I didn't really get a, a good chance to get a good feeling on their homophobia. Oh, that's why I always give out a survey. Well, I mean, I do ask all of my boyfriends this question. If you found out right now that I used to be a man, what would you do? Because <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like just, that's just, information just, I want to know about this person. <laughs> if you need this as as just a um, as a calibration, uh, my answer is I, I, I would ask like a million questions about how well you managed to pull off that transition. That doesn't surprise because me. Because I would never have guessed. <laughs> Um, crap. You shouldn't, I mean, you know, never tell me that because, uh, you're just going to spend the whole afternoon then just being (laughs) like, oh, well, okay, here's how this surgery worked. Uh, No, no, no. The hormones, I don't understand the hormones entirely. They gave me the pills. I think it was something with testosterone. Would you just, just, just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that doesn't surprise me coming from you. That's that. That's as expected. Well, um, Catherine, you've done an and awesome job. And that's a good job. answer. That's an acceptable answer. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, obvi- obviously you're in a uh, a wonderful relationship, um, and and everything's great. Yes. But I think for for data keeping purposes, uh-huh. you might want to consider uh, handing out more surveys and having things like distribution of uh, homophobia in your in your boyfriends because i do not have a good sense of where my distribution is exactly if the distribution is really wide then you can say that well homophobia doesn't necessarily play a huge part just so long as it's above some threshold yeah or below some threshold i guess i would say definitely Um, above 75 percent yeah yeah 
Um, That's what I'm looking for. Towards the not homophobic. Towards side, the right? not homophobic, obviously. Great. Because I can't, I can't abide by homophobia. Who can? It's awful. <laughs> um, if if then you would just say, well, it beats some threshold and it's fine. But if it was a very narrow distribution, mm-hmm. if they were all like right at eighty three percent, then you would know. You would know that that is actually really important to you in picking a partner because it's like, well, he has to be pretty not homophobic, but for some reason he, he has, has to, to be, be at a least bit. a little bit homophobic. Yeah. Well, because but, otherwise I mean, he's just... It is a pretty small sample size. It's true. It could be correlation and not causation. I think you really you really need to consider getting a bigger sample size if you're going to make this study work. Okay, I'm going to call Grant and let him know <laughs> what needs to happen. I'm sorry, honey. It's for science. <laughs> Don't he'll you understand? understand? Yeah, no, he'll understand, I think. Grant respects science. Grant does respect science. That's important. This has been a really excellent conversation about pole vaulting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's lazy. I don't. I know. I don't think that's lazy. I think that's a that's a workable joke. I mean, I think we've um, we've really hashed out some really important issues here. Ah, uh, well, we'll be we'll be right back talking about pole vaulting. <laughs> back on the doom to fail podcast talking about pole vaulting and um there's something interesting about pole vaulting that uh well so i i I was on the track team but i never pole vaulted um i guess because of the upper body strength thing it's like we were talking about with the the hang or the pull-up yeah it's like well that seems something that's totally doable but like if you don't work on your upper body strength ever and you know you're a a, a pipsqueak high school kid Mm -hmm. um it's gonna like you're gonna slowly realize you're like oh I can't lift myself with my upper body yeah oh that's a downer that's- no it wasn't really a downer it was just like all right well these are my limitations as a person <laughs> that's good acceptance is good I think not my forte not my forte acceptance I don't think so right so so I tried pole vaulting once or twice but it was kind of like you're you're running with this big pole and mm-hmm. it's awkward to hold too here's the weird thing about poles is you never really realize how like weird they are to hold like your body really isn't meant to hold something at a perpendicular angle to you mm-hmm. um i had this p- problem with golfing and as well it, I went, it looks I like went it bounces recently. up and down is the thing yeah um well because you're running i mean that's fair yeah but it looks like it would be hard to manage <laughs> well it's very long too yeah and the better a pole vaulter you are the longer a pole you have to have oh boy i think they do like 16 16 feet or something oh my gosh yeah like the professionals wow but but there's something that's really interesting that happens which is uh as you're running so i'm running along i've got this pole i stick it in the mat i'm, I'm not running full speed because i am afraid and i'm worried about my technique and you know x y and z and uh usually what happens when someone's new to it they sort of just ride the pole up and then fall on the mat that seems like that's what i would do yeah you just you're going for a ride you're like oh i guess the pole's taking me somewhere now um, <laughs> that sounds like fun it is fun, but uh, uh, in my experience, uh, real pole vaulters really want you out of the way if you're just going to do that. And uh, But you can only have one person pole vaulting at a time. Why would they want you out of the way? Because they want to pole vault, and you're in their way. 
take your turn. Be a responsible adult who allows people to take turns. Right. Well, this is, I mean, this is a problem, I think, in many sports, especially ones with a high barrier to entry, Mm -hmm. is professionals or people who are good at it really get annoyed with the time that they have to wait around people who are not good at it. You see it in surfing. You see it in golf. You see it in skiing. Yeah, that's true. You do. But I'm just saying, Uh, get your own mountain if you're that good (laughs) at it. (laughs) Fair enough. I think some people have. Yeah. All those uh, people in uh, Dubai. Some people have. And so they should just follow that model and it's been successful for them (laughs) if you're that good at it you should be able to make enough money so that you can buy your own mountain because there's tons of money in skiing there has to be (laughs) of course there is everyone's rich but us (laughs) that's how i figure it that's what makes sense (laughs) yeah it's the only way i can explain any of this flat screen tvs really i don't know Mm, i don't know know. well, so what happens as uh, most people will ride the pole up, and if you sort of display a little bit of uh, pole vaulting acumen as you ride that pole up, they'll start to teach you about how to turn your body a little bit to make sure you get over some low uh, bar. Okay, you yeah. know, there's, there's a bar you knock off, right. is the idea. Or don't knock with pole off. Vaulting? You're supposed to knock, yeah. knock it off. Yeah, uh, I think it's you get three tries uh, at, at every height, okay. and, uh, if you knock the, and you have to get over the height without knocking the pole or the bar off. One of the times? One of the times. Okay. If you do it the first time, they don't make you do it two more times just to see. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What about the second time? If you do it the second time, do you have to do it the third time? Uh, no, no. I think maybe maybe you get like a chance. Maybe you're thinking like, you know what? I just want to wanna psych myself up about this thing. Right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And that's how pole vaulting alter. works. That's uh, entirely. Well, so, so they start to teach you how to turn and they teach you the technique of throwing away the pole. Because mm-hmm. remember, the pole is stuck in the ground. And you don't want to knock over the bar. If it comes with you, it's going to knock over the bar. Right. Exactly. So they start to teach you those things. But generally, people like that uh, will be able to clear eight and a half to nine-ish feet. Wow, that's um, taller than me. Yeah. Well. Turns out I'm not nine I, feet tall. I, I hate to break it to you, but there are people who can jump much higher than you. <laughs> like, <laughs> high school high school high jumpers can clear six feet. Wow, they can jump taller than I am. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the high uh, the high jump record is in general. Um, I bet it's quite high. But um, I also bet it's quite high. Mm, quite high. <laughs> so at nine feet, uh, and that's if you're just like a fast guy who's like strong enough to get his body and and like you've you've practiced the technique enough where you're you're pretty consistently throwing away the pole. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of get your body over this bar, right. doing a little bit of twist in the air. Right. Um, but that's it. That's how high you're going to go until you learn like this special technique and you get good at it, which is you have to bend the pole so that you're running fast enough to jam the pole into the like socket oh, that so it goes into. Oh, so you get a little bit of a spring? And then it springs you up over. And so there's this weird phenomenon that happens, which is that sort of middling level pole vaulters. Again, this is high school. I'm sure once you're in college or, you know, wherever, uh, you've already learned this technique and you're great and whatever. Um but the sort of people who are just learning in high school will all sort of bunch up at the nine foot level. Okay. And then they just, they won't get any farther until they figure this out. And then suddenly they're clearing 11 and 12 feet. Like they all just like, they just get this huge jump because this technique is so useful. Um, I don't know. And I think that's interesting. This sort of like, yeah. Hey, I have a question. Go ahead. How do you do like, you start at like what, like three feet and then you go four feet and then you go five feet. Like at what point do you, like how many jumps will a pole vaulter do at a track meet? 
oh, I don't think they, I don't think they start below six feet. They might even be seven feet. It depends. And I know it's different for girls too. I, I think they start at five for girls, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, well, cause at a certain point it's kind of just like, it's just silly. Uh, like, like you were saying, I guess. Um, and I think they decide that the, the basic threshold is, um, something around six feet. I'm probably wrong, and but it's in, that, it's, it's in that, it's in that ballpark. Time? And then you go up, uh, I think it's six inches every time. Oh, wow. Again, this is my high school experience. It may right. be different in professional okay. or whatever. Maybe our listeners but, um, will help us out. Yeah, maybe. They did with Swole. <laughs> That's true. We appreciated that. Uh, athletics month. Um, just a reminder. That's, that's just a reminder for everyone. <laughs> Drop it in there. But uh, you can actually, if you're a very confident pole vaulter, you can just not take the heights. You can just say like, oh, we're at eight feet. And then they don't, um, you just go like, yeah, I'll jump in at nine or I'll jump in at 10 or whatever. And it's on you if you can't get over 10. Right. Yeah. But maybe um, you could have gotten nine and a half. Yeah, exactly. And then if, if you, if you started at 10 and you didn't get past 10, then that's you, on you. Your score go, yeah. Your score goes in as a zero. Right. So that's, that's a real downer. So it's a real, it's a real uh, dilemma. It's a real gambler's problem yes it is tim yes it is you ever gamble are you a uh, conservative or a gambler person or i uh... have gambled i have won 30 dollars in vegas wow i didn't know how to play craps so i just kept rolling the dice and then i won 30 dollars and then i left <laughs> and that's uh, good <laughs> that is the most intense gambling i've ever done yeah, that sh- that shows you don't really have the heart of a gambler though. Yeah. It's not about it's not about the surge, you know. It was you. really was just fun to roll the dice cuz they were big and red and see-through. <laughs> that is exciting. <laughs> is that how is that how they do it at, at casinos or any casino you've been to? Uh yeah. Yeah. They were big and red and then if they didn't hit the back then everybody got mad and then if it went over of course everybody got mad. I kind yeah. of messed it up a lot, but I like won a bunch of money and I think other people won money off of me too. I don't think $30 is a bunch of money. Well, I mean, I was able to buy a couple of drinks afterwards, and that was That's fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, you probably have the healthiest approach to Vegas that I've, I've really ever heard. It's like, let's go gamble. It'll be kind of fun. Maybe we'll make some money, and then we can go get drinks, and they're big ride dice. It'll all be just a bunch of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom wanted to try craps, and then she lost very quickly, and then it was my turn, mm. and then I won I some money, and that was yeah. exciting. You were the lucky lady. I was the lucky lady. Um, and then we went and we got drinks and that's really what I was looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, um, I feel like those are the two stories I hear about Vegas is people getting like way too into the gambling or I guess there's the people who just sit and do slots and they're, they're uh, not necessarily even into the gambling. They just need that. They need to get into that zone and forget about life for a while. Yeah. I don't, I forget what podcast it was, but there was that 99% one pod- invisible. Never mind. Cut ha! that out. Cut it out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I feel like the people, so you've got your, your gamblers who are just like way too in it and they end up losing a bunch of money, Yes. your, your slots people. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the sort of like, we're just going to get so wasted. That's people. me. That's me. <laughs> Except Is that I, you? I mean, it I'm doesn't there. sound like you. It sounds like you were saying, let's have a few drinks and have a good time. I mean, yeah, but really I just want to see like, what's the weirdest, craziest drink I can get. And watch this weirdest, craziest bar show that you have because this Vegas and everywhere there's a show. Do you think they do pole vaulting at any of those shows? Uh, no. I did see like a giant animatronic, like a really big, like easily like 30 feet across animatronic frog that came up and sang Lowrider. 
<laughs> Hang on. It came up like it was it was marauding the streets. It came up over a wall and then sang Lowrider tunes. <laughs> Tim, I love Vegas. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like fun when you put it that way. <laughs> I do. I, I don't know. I do feel like a Cirque du Soleil would have something along the lines of pole vaulting. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah, I think they do. But it's like intense pole vaulting where the bar is moving and the pole is getting longer and shorter or something like that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, how else are you going to like apply those skills, though, I feel like is the is the question. Yeah. Like, no, I think you're if right. you're a really good pole vaulter. Eh, what do you got? After after your pole vaulting career, uh, nothing. Nothing. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Um, flagpole sitting. <laughs> That's really more of a climbing issue. Uh, or an indie rock. Song. I mean, you could be a deliveryman. They need upper body strength. <laughs> Did you say deliveryman that way on purpose? <laughs> no, I didn't. Because it the was worst great. Part. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it funny when you say man like that? <laughs> uh, because it sounds like a last name. I think. <laughs> Featureman. Bob Deliveryman. I was uh, with my dear friend Albert. I was watching him play a zombie game. Oh, we like him. We like him. Friend of the yeah. show, Albert Kirshner. Friend of the show, Albert Kirshner. <laughs> anyway, we he was watching. We were like, we had, were essentially we had a sniper. And we were watching people run across the beach, and he referred okay. to them as beachmen. And then later, we were playing Battlefield Three, or he was, and I was watching him. And then there was someone else who was like Bachman, and we're like, oh my god, it's the same guy. Anyway. Do you think so? No, but I mean, it was fun to joke about it. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> what? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point to you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> well, I think that that might have been the Doom to Fail podcast for this week on pole vaulting, unless you had any uh, closing remarks. Closing remarks are always welcome. Um, don't make homophobic jokes about wrestling. It's really lazy. Yeah. Come on, guys. You can do better. <laughs> Homophobic people, you can do better than that. I'm just saying. Exactly. I mean, I'm upset on two levels here. This is why you're losing the fight. Your jokes suck. <laughs> I do think the more clever people are for gay marriage. I think I so, think too. I think that's probably. Yeah, I think, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm on no one's side if not the clever people. <laughs> that's why I like Benedict Cumberbatch so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm about to yeah. see Into Darkness. Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm going to see it today with my dad. I'm so excited. Oh, it's gonna be so great! Oh. Try not to try not to just like vibrate in your seat when he comes on screen because that is exactly what I'm going to do, and it's going to break all the seats in the theater. <laughs> Let me tell you that Benedict Cumberbatch fellow. Oh goodness! Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh. oh lordy! Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's another. That's another one of those ones where I could just watch the trailer all day. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh! He's just narrating it. And I, I really have been because it's been playing on Hulu. And Hulu's always on. You're like your apartment's like a waiting room, where a little there's bit. just sort of Hulu on and on a, a mounted uh, wall-mounted TV screen in yeah. the back. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next week for the thrilling conclusion of Athletics Month. Until then, that's Catherine Covert over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. 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 <laughs>